0: You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near." Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of you are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence, it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and and will not delay, And but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in one who shrinks back.
1: Hello. I think we all know that we go through various seasons in life, um, especially when we walk with the Lord. And even though we're Christians, we're definitely not exempt from the harder seasons. And recently, I found myself, I guess, in a season where I felt a little bit lost and confused. And it's interesting how God brings out certain verses towards you um, when you're in those sort of seasons and certain truths So today I'm sharing something that is, yes, it's from the book of James, yes, it's James chapter 5, but it's also something that God has been speaking to me very personally and very intimately. So many times in our lives we seek breakthrough. I remember there was a time in which I had a friend who journeyed with me through many seasons in life yet he was not a Christian. And I would be praying and praying for this person that he would encounter God. I invited him to church events and he'd come and I'd be praying as this friend was in the church and he'd be listening to the worship songs and I'd be praying that God would somehow speak to him through the worship, that he would somehow have this Paul and Damascus encounter with the living God. But yet that didn't come. And in my life, I often go through seasons and times where I have and I feel so strongly the call of God on my life. I know where he's taking me, but I'm just not there yet. I find I'm in a season of just waiting. And it's in these seasons in which I struggle and I'm asking God, God, break through. My character doesn't uh, resemble the person I want to become. God, break through. My, my skills haven't yet sharpened to the the sharpness in which I can use to, to do your work effectively. And I'm crying out for breakthrough. And this is what God spoke to me recently. Sometimes in life, it's like you're asking God for a tree. God, I want this tree. I want to become this person. I want you to break through in this area in my life. But God doesn't always give us a tree. What he does give us is a seed. And the thing is, and that's what we're gonna talk about today, is that what to do when we are in the soil of uncertainty. Because we will find many times in life, it's one thing to be the farmer in this story, Be patient, brothers and sisters. Wait until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. It's one thing to be the farmer in the story. You get to sow and you get to reap the benefits of the seed. But what if you're not the farmer in the story? What if you are the seed? The real test of the seed is can it survive the soil? Sowing the seed means releasing the seed into the soil. You see, your life is a seed. Your dream is a seed. Your purpose is a seed. And one thing, and sometimes you're going to feel like the seed who has gone down into the soil, and when the seed is in the soil, it can't see the intention of the one who sowed it. Most dreams die in the soil. Most marriages fail in the soil. Most good intentions give way to apathy in the soil. It takes faith to sow, yes, and it definitely takes faith to reap, but it takes even more faith when you are in the soil of uncertainty and still grow. What takes the most faith is believing the purpose is working, even when the process is invisible. Be patient, brothers and sisters, wait until the Lord's coming. See the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the spring and autumn rains. James uses two examples from the Old Testament. And he doesn't elaborate on it because he assumes that we already know. But I would love us to draw our attention to Job. Because in the midst of trials, in the midst of feeling like you're in the soil of uncertainty, it's good to look towards biblical examples of people that have come before us. Job, he was generous. I think we all know the story. He was generous with his wealth. He served people within the community. He obeyed God in every aspect of his life. He was a good and model Christian. But in the course of one day, he received four messages: His land, his servants, his livestock, his children, all died from natural catastrophes and invaders. You mean talk about when things get bad. So, Job, he shaves his head in mourning, and yet he doesn't curse God. And here come the famous verses Naked I came from a mother's womb, naked I shall depart. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. The devil then inflicts him with sores. All over his body, and the scripture says that he takes broken pieces of pottery and he starts to scrape his wounds because he's so itchy and sore all over. And then, you think that was worse, worse. his wife, the woman who's supposed to stand by his side for richer or for poorer, for sickness and in health, she turns her back on him and she says to him, curse God and just die. Then his friends come up with full of opinions, come before him full of opinions and say that he deserves all this pain and they attack his character. Often in life, things happen in waves and they can chip away at us slowly. But Job persevered. Job persevered through the hardship. And it says in the word, even in his pain and uncertainty, and he got finally to the point where he was about to give up. God then spoke to Job through the storm. In Job 38. And we know the story. God rebirths Job from the ashes and restores him and gives him two times more than what he had before. You are who you are at your lowest. What does Job tells tell us? Who you are at your lowest determines who you are at your highest. Job persevered in his lowest time. The trick is to still grow when we're in the soil of uncertainty. When it comes to different seasons of faith, I don't mind sowing. I don't mind spending time with people. I don't mind birthing new ideas. I don't mind writing a sermon. I don't mind the sowing stage, and I definitely don't mind reaping, but I find myself not to, not knowing what to do when I'm in the soil. But stories like this tell us that God's got you covered. It shall come forth. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week, but the autumn and spring rains are coming. When the seed is in the ground, it doesn't mean the farmer has forgotten it. In fact, the seed is still right on schedule. Where you are in your life now, even when we can't see the purpose, can't see the movement, the progression in our jobs, in our families, in our character, it doesn't mean that God's not on schedule. And Hebrews 10 23. I want us to have a look at it. God's been really speaking to me through these verses recently. Verse 35, just to go through, there's a summary there. Hold on. So, Paul is calling the people to persevere and he also gives us instructions. What do we do when we're at the stage where things aren't happening, when it feels like God is not moving? He says in verse 23, friends, hold on unswervingly to the hope that you profess. Stand firm, persevere. He who has promised, who promised Is faithful. It will come about in his time. 24. Spur each other towards love and good deeds. Can I be real for a second, church? The way people view Christianity and the church itself has changed in the past 10 or so years. The church has been, has taken a battering. It used to be a place of trust. Moral wisdom, and it used to be a sanctuary. A sanctuary for those who need help. But now society has turned away from that. We no longer have the moral high ground. And we can see this in media. We can see this in terms of the way movies betray our, the people. We no longer have the moral high ground. And what I want to encourage you today from Hebrews and also from James is that we need to reclaim the high ground of love. It's okay to have standards and opinions, but our love and good deeds should always shout louder than anything else. For the word says it is by your love, not by anything else, not by your opinions but by your love that they will know that you are my disciples. Jesus says that. Sharing about Jesus in today's, in, in our culture, with our friends and family, it can create rifts. Only when love doesn't shout louder. Let your love and good deeds shout louder than anything else. Verse 25. Meet together regularly. Don't forsake meeting together regularly. And I'm so incredibly encouraged by the mothers and fathers here that have babies, that come to church. And it is so easy when you wake up in the morning and you've had a terrible, terrible night to stop coming to church. Meet, continue to value in the seasons, whether in all your seasons actually continue you meeting together regularly. It's because my parents met together at church with other believers regularly that I too now value meeting at church. And lastly, perseverance. There is a promise at the end and that the Lord of the harvest is one day going to come. In James verse 5, 7, it says, be patient until the Lord's coming. Stand firm. The Lord is coming near. When I was in Thailand, we'd go to villages quite often and we'd provide supplies and we share about Jesus. And often we'd have to cross these rivers in order to get to the other side. But rivers aren't an issue. But when it's raining season... Boy, that is hard. So picture a group of 10 people holding supplies above their heads, going into chest-deep water while it's gushing and while it's raining, trying to bring supplies into a nearby village. It's hard. And we know, we know, when we bring the supplies across and we cross this river, every single step we needed to put and plant our feet onto the ground, onto the soil. Because if we didn't, we'd be swept away. The word of God says, stand firm. The Lord is coming. Stand firm in times of trial, in the soil of uncertainty. Dig your feet down and stand firm in the hope that is the Lord and in the promises that he has given us. Don't grumble with one another. For the judge is standing at the door. Jesus is coming, the judge is standing at the door. I believe James is saying, stop getting distracted by internal petty matters. Stop comparing ourselves to other people. Stop gossiping. Stop getting our heart tangled in darkness. Turn and face the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. And one day, one day, The Lord of the harvest, the judge, is going to come back and he's going to come back victorious. Don't grumble with one another. Turn and face the Lord of victories. There will be seasons, without a doubt, that you are going to feel like that seed that's gone down. I think we all go through it in in some periods of our lives my encouragement for you today is be patient be patient the lord is coming be patient your loved one doesn't yet know christ be patient you haven't you've been slaving away in a job that doesn't appreciate you be patient stand firm when the trials of life come like mighty rivers trying to wash you over Put your feet deep in the soil. Push And thirdly, push forward. Don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. And number four, help others to do the same. Spur each other on. Encourage one another, as Hebrew shared. Encourage one another. We are the body of Christ, and we will go through many seasons together. But the beauty of it is, is that we have a Lord who hasn't forgotten us. Even in the soil, we can't see the purpose, but the Lord hasn't forgotten us. In the trials of life, when our heart is being torn into two, the Lord hasn't forgotten us. When we feel like the world has turned their backs, the Lord hasn't forgotten us. Be patient, stand firm, push forward and help others to do the same.